Welcome to the Positive Pants Podcast. Mindset, motivation, and inspiration to help you find your positive pants. Let go of negative thinking and stop living for the weekend with your host, Fran Excel. So welcome to the show. As always, it's Fran Excel Mindset Coach helping you find your very own pair of positive pants so you can get out of your own way and live a life that you love. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm very grateful you've chosen to put me in your earbuds today. Please do hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything. And do leave me a review. I love, love, love reading them. And it really helps me get found by other people who need to hear what I share. I'd also love you to email me your mindset and productivity questions or topics you'd love me to cover um, to hello at franexcel.com because I know a lot of you think I'm inside your heads because you tell me all the time. But if I don't know what you need, I can't give it to you. So let me know. Okie dokie. Stop saying I can't afford it. There's two things we need to stop telling ourselves that I see coming up time and time again at the moment in various places. And it's the I can't afford it and the I don't have time chat. Yeah, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but I wanted to delve a little deeper into this and why it's so important that we stop telling ourselves this. So firstly, if you've been following me for a while, you will know this, you tell yourself that you can't afford it or you don't have time, your brain says, okay, and sends you all the evidence for it to be true and none to the contrary. It's not going to be searching for any thoughts or ideas to help you solve the issue. It's just going to agree with what you say. That's kind of its job. Or so it thinks. This then means that it becomes fact. So why would you ever challenge it? But it's not fact at all. So what's the reality? The reality is we can always find both time and money if it's enough of a priority. It's okay. This isn't going to be true 100% of the time. There are circumstances, of course, where it is the reality. But in the vast majority of cases, this is completely and utterly true. I've seen it and done it myself time and time and time and time and time again. Yeah. It's a scarcity mindset. And you're also using powerful language where it's already making you feel defeated. So where's that going to get you? It's not going to help you look for solutions or problem solve. So you don't buy or do the thing that you want to do, right? So when the reality is, there may have actually been a way for you to. So switch up the language. Saying I can't afford it takes away your control and responsibility in the situation. Understand that more often than not, it's not actually the truth at all, but a choice. Yeah. So instead of I can't afford it, ask how can I afford it? Yeah. I've said these phrases so many times to myself. And when I stopped the I can't afford it, the I don't have time. When I stopped, reframed and asked myself different questions, a whole life of glorious opportunity opened up for me. I'm not trapped by that mentality anymore. I just find a way to make it happen. I mean, there have been moments when I've looked at something for 30 pounds or even a fiver, let's be honest, and told myself I couldn't afford it or can't justify it right now, but then somehow find a way to spend five grand on a qualification or a course, you know? So can you think of an example where that's true? There's probably a million 
where you've said, oh, no, 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 I can't possibly afford that. And then gone and got something so much more expensive because it was more of a priority for you. It's about perceived value and priorities. So I've invested more in myself in the last six months than ever before. And I've invested heavily in my own development and education over the last five years on things that at first glance I probably can't afford. But I stopped playing the victim and I took control over and, and took my own destiny back. Yeah, there's so much guilt and shame associated with not being able to afford something. And there's so much of being the martyr involved in I don't have time. Both have huge negative connotations. It's a lack of control, but also it has positive payback. And there is a whole other episode for me to do on positive payback and secondary gains. But for now, just start to get really honest with yourself. What positive payback do you get for saying I can't afford it or I don't have time? Do you get sympathy from other people? Do you get validated by other people? Do you get to play superwoman? There's no judgment here. I've done it all. And once you have that honesty with yourself, you really have that honesty with yourself and you can't hide from it anymore. You can't unlearn it. And you can start to call yourself out on your own BS, challenge it, and also take back that control over your choices and get out of victim mode. Whoop, whoop. Sounds fun, right? So many of us engage in mindless spending where we don't even think about it. Yeah, but what would happen if you were more mindful about what goes where? Now, I've already got you covered with how to find more time in your day with, I think it's episode number six. Go check that out if you haven't already. So the next thing is how can you afford something that you've told yourself you can't? So first of all, work out how much of a priority it really is. What does it bring into your life if you have it? What problem or pain would it take away from your life if you had it? Is it actually a priority at all? Is it something that you actually need? To be super, super clear before I go into these, I'm not a financial manager, obviously, and I can't give you advice, in inverted commas, over what to do. So all I can do is tell you from my own experience how I've switched things around and changed my mindset and the way I look at things and I've afforded things that I couldn't technically afford before. So, and then it's up to you to come up with your own ideas and make the right decisions based on your own circumstances because I don't know them. I'm not a financial advisor, so be sensible. <laughs> so number one, sell things you no longer want or use. Marie Kondo, the shiz out of your home and anything that doesn't spark joy, allow it to give you the joy of pennies by selling it on eBay, Facebook marketplace or any other online selling thingy of your choice. I've never used them, so can't speak from experience, but Gumtree and Spock are another couple that I've seen around quite a lot. When I moved from London to Kent about six years ago, obviously you always have to be clear out. I made about two grand doing this and inviting my friends around to my bedroom shop. <laughs> there may or may not have been wine involved in these events. I couldn't possibly comment. But they were fun. I got pennies in my pocket and they got a great deal. Win-win. You know, I still do this on the regular. It's fun. Plus, it takes away some of my, it's still got the tag on, guilt. <laughs> that was a shocker. <laughs> So next, think about using the compound effect. And the compound effect is where small things add up to big things over time. That's the clip notes for you. <laughs> it's that ripple effect of choices that you make. And this can definitely be attributed to finances. So every month I downloaded my bank and credit card statements, put it all in one spreadsheet and looked for any mindless spending. I would lump things together and I would categorize everything. It's a little bit of work. 
But when you do this over three months, you will start to see a pattern. And also when you do it every month, you start to form the new habits. Yeah. If you don't know where your money's going, of course it's going. It's going to disappear. Yeah. But for me, the big mindless spending thing was eating out. Ugh. And it's sobering when you see it all laid out right in front of you, how much it adds up to over a month, a year, whatever. So here's an example. If you are still in your job, think about those coffees or chai lattes, which I've only just discovered that you get every morning. So call them £2.50 a day, five days a week. That's £650 in a year. Yeah. Say you grab your lunch on the go instead of making it in advance at home. Call that £8 a day if you're in London. That's over two grand in a year. So you can see how it all adds up. So what if you were putting that in a piggy bank instead? Just saying. If it stays in your bank account, it will get spent. So put it aside. And another way to achieve this is to save a small percentage of your income into a separate pot or bank account that is used specifically for the things you tell yourself you can't afford. You know, whatever, whatever that is, 10% is ideal, 5%, whatever. But over time, this will feel like it's that pot has grown effortlessly. If you're reading or listening or telling yourself you can't afford to save any of your income right now, check yourself and ask yourself if that is actually really true. Your expenses, same thing with time, tend to grow and shrink in line with your income. And what's in your bank account gets spent. If it's not there, it doesn't. And you just almost effortlessly to fit it. Yeah. Next thing is interest free credit cards. And now I want to be super, 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 super clear here. I do not advocate going into debt. This is me purely talking from my experiences. I would never do this if I was already in debt personally. I just use it as a great way to buy something up front that I can pay off over time and not be charged extra for it. I would also make sure that I know I can make monthly payments too. This is not a good option if you don't have that covered. So it is an option for people if you haven't thought of it, but you know that you're covered every month and you know that you can actually do it financially. That's up to you. But talking from my experiences and my circumstances, and it's something that has, has worked out well for me. And the next one is put out an offer or a flash sale. So if you already have a business, and already have an audience, what can you sell them? Don't discount things you've already got to the point that it looks too good to be true and actually puts people off or offer it on something other people have paid far more for because that's going to cause upset from previous clients. So what can you think of to sell as a one-off that could get you some bondoolies in your pocket quickly? Power hour session with you, a course, an audit, whatever it is that your business is. Get your thinking cap on. You can even ask your audience what they want. And also, don't forget to check down the back of the sofa and check that you're not due any PPI. <laughs> so you can see there are a ton of things that you can do if you just ask yourself better questions. How can I afford this? How could I find time? And be really, really honest with yourself about your priorities. If it's not a priority, that's cool. No worries. Move on. If it really is a priority, you will find a way. So... 
if you got value from this and you know in your gut that now is the time to step up and start rewiring your thinking and changing things for yourself, then book in a free discovery call so we can work out what needs to happen to get you from where you're at right now to the action-taking success you know you can be. And if you want my eyes and ears on your problems, I work with people one-on-one and through my proactive pants mastermind. So stop waiting for if and when and decide to change things now because you can. And as always, I hope that was helpful. So any questions, just let me know. And as always, I will see you next week. Bye.